Welcome to the Expat Cast. I'm your host, Nicole, and today's topic is relationships with loved ones back in one's home country and how one manages that as an expat. I know for me, it's really good timing for this episode to air. We recorded it a couple weeks back, and you'll hear me reference an upcoming visit with my godmother and godson, and that visit just ended. So they were here for the week last week, and it was actually part of a flurry of visitors. So I counted it up, and it was actually eight visitors in a span of about 14 days, which is a lot in a 38-square-meter apartment. (laughs) And actually, directly after the last visit, we moved, like, hours after the last visitors left. So I'm sort of in the middle of a whirlwind. (laughs) So amidst this flutter of activity, establishing a new home, thinking about what home means to me, getting to show my new home around to people from my old home, all of that comes together to make a perfect storm for this conversation to be very, very relevant to me. And I'm very lucky to have my guest, Summer. She has a totally different perspective for me on this topic, and it was really good for me to hear how she's handled things and, and learn from her. I'll be curious to hear if you guys relate more towards my side of things or to Summer's side of things or maybe somewhere in the middle, a third possibility, something completely different. I don't know. I'm really excited to hear what it's been like for you guys. But for now, let's hand it over to me of several weeks ago and Summer. My name is Summer Rylander. I am originally from the U.S., Oregon. However, I lived in South Carolina for 13 years before I moved to Nuremberg in late 2015. And so now I've been here a little over three years. And where in South Carolina were you living? Columbia. And I know you were in Charleston for some time, yes? Yeah, I think I went to Columbia once and it was fine. It seems nice. That's, that's that's it. Yes, it yeah. is fine. Yeah, let's start just talking about the move. So when you moved from Oregon to South Carolina, was that like with your family or were you independent at, at that point? That was an independent thing, actually. Uh, it was a long time ago. I had just graduated high school. And uh, basically, as the old song and dance goes, I followed a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he happened to be from South Carolina. And so that's where we went. And we you know, broke up as one would expect at that age. And I just ended up staying. <laughs> I, I stuck around even the way I never really liked it there so much, but uh, I just, I kept feeling like it wasn't quite time to leave for whatever reason. And then I guess that worked out because I ended up meeting my Swedish husband and now we're in Germany together. So And you guys met in South Everything. Carolina. We did, yes. He had been living and working in Nuremberg and then he wanted to studied, I guess, before he felt like he got too old. And he came to South Carolina because he was working with very closely, actually, with a company that I was working for at the time. And so we ended up being kind of colleagues in the same building, at least. And then how long did it take from when you guys met to you making that move over? I think we met in 2012, I would say, maybe at the end of 2011, we kind of got together, things developed in 2012, and then we ended up moving in 2015. I wanted to come over, I mean, almost immediately. I started traveling with him in 2012, late 2012, and then subsequently thereafter, we would come over usually twice a year, I think, once in the summer, once around 
the holidays. Uh, we would go to Stockholm and we would also come to Nuremberg. And I just fell in love with it here. I immediately clicked with the city. It felt comfortable. It felt like home. I was so sad every time I had to go back to South Carolina. So for me, it was actually more me encouraging him to move back to Germany than for him to have to try to talk me into it. Is your family back in Oregon then? And then like your adult friends are in South Carolina or like how does it play out when you when you visit the States now? Where where is the home base? You know what I mean? Yeah, there kind of isn't one. Actually, Uh, my parents have both they they are divorced. They're on good terms, but they have been separated for quite a while. Uh, And neither of them have been in Oregon for some time. My mom had actually moved to Colorado and she spent many years there. But right now, actually, the family is in Alaska. Uh, Convenient. All in Alaska, but I have never been. I have not made it over there yet. So family is there. And then I guess, yeah, the the friends are mostly in South Carolina. Okay, because I've had sort of a similar spread where it becomes a little bit confusing when you're like, okay, I need to go back or I want to go back or whatever. But where do you go? Because my trajectory was I grew up in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And that's the community I lived in was very much like a lot of people stay like maybe they'll move into the city and then they'll come back to the suburbs when they're having kids and maybe they'll move to New York, but they'll typically come back or stay within like a two to three hour radius. And Mm -hmm. and I grew up with a group of friends that I've had since I was like eight or nine and we're still super close. And so I have like a very strong and big part of my heart back there with all these people. But then um, mm-hmm. I also at the age of 18 was like, great, I'm going to move super far away because I hate everyone and everything because I'm 18. And yep. <laughs> yeah, so, so then I was in South Carolina. <laughs> um, and that I had a harder time connecting with a lot of people there, especially it's like a college town mm-hmm. and it's very transient and all, all of various reasons. But there are still a couple people that I care about that are still there. Then I moved to Chicago and I was only there two years, but it was very much like a home feeling and I had a great community and and that's like my heart's city. I don't even know, like it's just, I feel like people get these places in their life where they just connect to that place and like there's yep. no good reason, but you have to honor that relationship too. So, so I end up being like, yes. okay, I have sort of three different places that are main hubs that I would like to go back to, but also my friends have also migrated to different locations and now I'm confused and far away. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's really hard to just put all of that in one box and say, this is the very specific city that I go back to and that all of my friends and family are in. It's just, that's not how it is. How many times have Mm -hmm. you gone back now where you're at the winter of 2019? (laughs) So what's been your visits back? Um, I guess technically I've been back to the States twice, although it wasn't really to visit anyone specific. Once uh, was I tagged along to a trade show with my husband in Las Vegas, cool. uh, just because Vegas is fun and why not? Uh, <laughs> I did not see anyone there. It was it was purely for that purpose. And then the second time we went to Kentucky for a friend's wedding in Louisville. And then uh, we drove back to Columbia to spend a few days there, which was partially for work for my husband and then partially to visit some friends since we were already in town. So. Yes, I've gone back to visit people, but visiting them was not the primary reason why we went there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Have you had anyone visit you in Nuremberg? Yes, people have been here, but it has been tied to a work trip or it has been people who were maybe visiting some other part of Germany and then they came to Nuremberg for the day and we would meet up for a few hours. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have not 
really had anyone specifically come here just purely out of wanting to see each other. It, it's all been kind of work related. Because we got onto the conversation on Twitter once about how to maintain relationships yeah. back at home. And mm-hmm. it almost sounds a little bit like when you made that move to South Carolina, you already had like this step removed from the initial home base of your life. I wonder if that made it in some ways easier to move again and then not make visits back because you were like already a little bit, you didn't have that same sense of like, well, everyone is still there in the one place. It's like everyone's spread out anyway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, We moved around a a good bit um, in Oregon when I was a kid. So I went to several different schools. So I already did not have that core group of friends that, you know, I went all the way through school with. So that was never an issue for me. Um, I honestly don't have anyone at all in mind that I can think of that I was friends with in Oregon and still keep up with. So that that's just like a close chapter for me. And then in South Carolina, yes, I was there long enough, of course, to develop some friendships, but they kind of had a natural ebb and flow with my interests, you know, depending on where I was in, in my life and the things that I was involved with was the friend groups that I would kind of travel through at that point. And I really only have a very small number of people that I still keep in touch with regularly, or I'm even interested in, to be honest, and I, I don't mean that in a cold-hearted sense but you know you kind of your paths diverge and you go your separate ways in life and sometimes you're just not really interested anymore yeah if that makes sense without sounding terrible (laughs) no I feel like it's honest like I mean I've I've had Mm -hmm. that too where there are people that I've been friends with more like circumstantially right like we're we're thrown into the same workplace or we're thrown into the same interest group or something like that but that doesn't mean necessarily that we're like bonded for life and gonna be there till death together (laughs) and I think that's okay like I don't think that that's bad like I think those relationships are still worth honoring and like they're still great to have but it's sort of silly to like pretend that they're something other than they are and if it's like okay and now we're done then great right (laughs) exactly (laughs) so I find that really interesting though because relationship with family and friends back home has been probably like the most tender point of my whole move abroad and I feel like that's something that I probably don't talk the most about because it's still confusing and tough (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and for me I I did have a very like strong home basic I lived in the same house I mean my parents still live in that house you know like there's very much a sense of the the alternate reality life that I might have led had I not had this urge to be somewhere else in me you know it makes it feel somehow harder to to leave that behind even though I don't think that I ever would have chosen that life path anyway and I I, in fact I didn't choose that life path I had the chance and I didn't Um, but it's I feel like guilt over that and I don't know if that's appropriate and I don't know if I would like to carry that guilt like I think it's something that I'm trying to work through and and leave behind but I am still in a phase where I feel pretty bad about it like most of the time that that is complicated (laughs) all relationships I think are so nuanced especially with family because everybody's situation is a little different and you know you can be close to someone without being geographically close and then with the friendships that you have and yeah it's it's complicated (laughs) for sure for sure and then the the I don't know if some of that guilt you feel is around how happy you are over here I mean do you feel like maybe you enjoy it more than you should to have left people behind? I mean, is that part of it? I don't know. I do think part of it is that we fully had that American dream experience where my parents were able to give a life to their kids that was 
better than the ones that they grew up with or not better like that's a weird word but you know what I mean like um yes more Mm -hmm. comfortable or something like that Mm -hmm. and so to then turn around and maybe like cool great thanks I'm going to leave all of it (laughs) even though it might not have anything to do with them or that life that they built for me or you know it's 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 way more to do with like me and like I always felt like weird things where I felt like I didn't quite fit into this life that I had um I wanted Mm -hmm. something different that was always in me but yeah that definitely ties into it where now I've chosen something totally far apart you know sometimes I feel like I'm living my own American dream in Germany that's weird right And as I I said, a lot of people that I grew up with or a lot of family that I have, they don't move far away. So they sometimes have a hard time understanding my choices. And that makes it harder, too. Yes, yes. That that really makes a lot of sense, (laughs) I think. (laughs) It's it's similar for me as well. People, um, you know, leading up to this move, they would ask me how I felt about it. You know, am I sure that I want to go? And, you know, how long did it take Johan, my husband, to talk me into moving? And it was just... (laughs) such a different perspective it's really hard sometimes to explain that no I I wanted this and that just because I make this choice it doesn't mean that my choice is about your choice you know it's not any kind of judgment or assessment of your lifestyle it's just for me it's a better fit like you said I I never really felt completely at ease in my in the life that I had been into and I do over here even though things in many ways are more difficult for me. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, not completely fluent in the language. I, of course, am making less money <laughs> as a freelancer over here than in my, you know, somewhat comfortable office job in Colombia. But uh, I'm, I'm happier. I'm, I feel more me and more at ease here than I ever did in South Carolina. So that is difficult to explain sometimes. And it's, it's also hard to even try to explain it without coming across as pretentious or judgmental absolutely I think what you said is so key that that my choices are not a reflection on your choices and that's something I really tried to express to the people in my life is like I'm not in any way thinking that you should also be making the choices that I made like I know so many people who this life would be terrible for them they'd hate it 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 wouldn't work for them and that's because we're different people and I think that they found a great path for them and that's awesome I'm super happy (laughs) but I wouldn't fit into their life it just goes both ways and I think that's something that I'm maybe always going to be in the process of learning how to communicate to other people without because it's never like I don't usually sit down and have like direct conversations about this topic with people it's it's sort of you pick it up through the nuances and through side comments or or whatever it might be and so it's like okay and then how do we slip this like little philosophical outlook into what was really a conversation about airports <laughs> and I was telling you um in the the lead up to us recording this I've had a weird maybe two week stretch with this whole relationship with people back in America because mm-hmm. first off two different trips have been arranged to come visit me and there are two very oh, different trips. Yeah. So the one is my godmother mm-hmm. and her son, who was like eight, turning nine soon. Both of them were like, we want to come. We want to visit you. And we don't want to plan really anything. We just want to see what life's like there. And we want to do what we want to do on that day. Um, my parents are going to come visit me. And I'm so excited about that. They haven't seen my new little life here in Freiburg. That's great. But they're like, yeah, but we're taking vacation time and traveling to Europe. We want to see Europe. And so they're flying into Switzerland. We're probably going to cram like France, Switzerland and Germany into a seven to eight day trip. Figuring that out has been one whole weird thing in the last couple weeks. And then the other part that's going on is weddings. I'm um, 26. So everyone in my life is getting married at the same time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And like I mentioned, I have this group of friends that I've been friends with since I was a kid. And it's very, very important to me to maintain those relationships. And that was something I sort of promised to myself when I moved over here that I didn't want to miss major life events if I could avoid missing it. So I've only been here a year and a half and I've been Mm -hmm. back three times already, twice of which Mm -hmm. was for weddings. And I have another trip for a wedding coming up soon. Yeah, it's been a lot. (laughs) But another friend from that group just got engaged over the holidays and wants to get married this fall. And I already had the trip scheduled for Christmas and for a summer wedding. And there's, I don't really Mm -hmm. see a way that I can make it back in the fall. And That is feeling, that is a tough, tough feeling that I've been sitting with. And on top of that, another friend had recently gotten engaged. And we, this was a friend in Charleston, in fact, and way back when, when I lived there, um, I'd made her promise that when she got engaged, or if she got engaged, that she would ask me to officiate her wedding. And she she remembered and asked me because she got engaged. And (laughs) I had to think about it because I was like, oh my god I would love to do that that's so cool but also they're also getting married in the in the fall at a very specific date which is not exactly up for negotiation depending on my schedule but then (laughs) having to come to the conclusion like oh I have to turn that down that sucks Mm -hmm. oh that's hard (laughs) yeah yeah I I don't envy you in those positions and I, I like I think I said on Twitter when we were talking about this a little bit I almost feel lucky in some ways that I don't have these you know really long-standing friend groups so I just I don't really I I have never had to turn down going to somebody's wedding or or being a part of some major life event like that kind of sad but also kind of a relief if I'm being honest honestly yeah like I think that's the kind of thing that maybe uh, yeah at first glance it seems like oh man that sucks but no you live far away like it's it's actually I feel like probably suckier in the long term when you're trying to negotiate this constantly this push and pull like where you are in your position if you ever decide you want to visit any of these people you sure can but they're not expecting this from you you're not expecting this of yourself Mm -hmm. you can be very committed to the relationships you have around you today in Germany yeah exactly so I I wouldn't mind actually trying to make it out there this year just because I haven't seen my parents in quite a while and I've also never been to Alaska so I think it would be nice to visit them and see what their life is like because it's it's so different from from when I was closer to them that I think you know I kind of not owe that to them but just to you know maintain the relationships and I have lived apart from them for so long that it doesn't really bother me and again I understand how that sounds to some people but it's it's normal for me you know I don't really have that feeling of missing anyone intensely and really needing to see them on a regular basis so uh, again though I think that affords me more freedom and flexibility than that and I do think that that's kind of a nice thing <laughs> but to circle circle back yes I, I would like to I think try to get to Alaska this year have you like found out a, a rhythm for keeping in touch with people that like for instance your parents who you're like I don't necessarily feel like I need to see you every x amount of days months years Mm -hmm. however we still have this relationship so how have you found that you cultivate that email honestly (laughs) Um, I'm I'm not much of a phone person and fortunately neither are my parents so it's it's not so much a problem but we'll email just periodically it's it's there's no schedule to it really it's um not a constant routine, but um, it's, it's there. I do feel like I can reach out at any time to either of them and it'll be fine, you know, not awkward or, or anything. I don't think there's any resentment <laughs> on their side, I hope. <laughs> 
like the friends that I have in South Carolina, uh, the friend group that we were really hanging out with at the time that we moved, those people, I really I liked them a lot. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, when, when we left South Carolina, I was probably the most content that I had been at the time, the whole time I lived there. The people that I was connected with then, I did want to keep in touch with. We have not on both sides. You know, everybody says, oh, we'll keep in touch. You know, we'll come visit you. And, and you kind of know in the back of your mind that's probably not going to happen. But, <laughs> uh, but we have not stayed as connected as I had hoped maybe that we would. Um, but I think some of that does have to do with social media. You know, we can see each other's posts on Instagram. We know that this person is alive <laughs> and doing all right. And then, again, there's that feeling like I can reach out at any time, so I don't really need to do so right now. And then the relationship kind of gets further and further apart. And then it almost feels like maybe too big of a chore to try to bring it back to a point where you even could speak on a daily or weekly basis. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why it's so important for me when people are visiting, like someone like my parents who is, is more excited about the idea of travel. I'm like, no, but we have to spend several days here in Freiburg because you need to understand what I'm talking about when I reference the Lidl in front of my apartment or that part of my commute where I walk by the farmer's market. Like they've heard about these things, but I really would love it if they could have a visual to connect to that, you know? And, yes. um, and so I'm pretty adamant about that aspect of things where I'm like, no, you're going to come here and I'm going to take you. I'm literally going to make you do my commute with me. And I'm going to make you go to the grocery store with me and do all the menial things so that you can understand it better. And I actually found I've been like retreating slowly off of social media because I didn't like this feeling when I would go home and people would say, oh, like we know what you're up to because of Facebook or whatever. Like, I feel like I know what your life's like because I've seen your pictures. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not my life. That was like I went on a cool day trip and showed you some pictures, right. but like, that's not my life. <laughs> so I've been really right. disinclined to post those kind of things. Cause I'm like, Oh no, I'd rather you be like, Hey, I don't know what's going on and let me ask you. And then we can have a conversation about it. Yeah. That's another good point actually, because we do tend to, I think all of us are guilty of posting, you know, these curated images, you know, from a day trip or something interesting that we've done or a very scenic building that we walk by on our commute. And I think that maybe to, Friends in our passport countries that can kind of look like we're on a constant vacation or that we're always doing something, you know, really fun and exciting and adventurous. And it's like, no, it just, it just so happens that the pharmacies here look really nice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Not... <laughs> yeah. And like, you don't really want to see my picture of me doing laundry. Like, that's not interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't post yeah. that. You know, sometimes I think we're hard on ourselves too about like, oh, only giving the highlight reel. And I'm like, well, yeah, because it's for because no one cares about the normal stuff. Like, I don't need to see anyone yeah. else's routines. I would love to hear right. about them and visit them and see them. But like, you don't need to put that on Facebook, please. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, another thing I thought was interesting in our initial little Twitter exchange was you said that you have this feeling that you're like, well, honestly, I think it would be more beneficial for the people from my life in South Carolina to visit me in Germany than for me mm -hmm. to go back to something I already knew. So I wanted to hear you talk about that. Uh, that I do think is also one of those ways of looking at things that can come across as a little bit pretentious. But in the States, it's pretty common knowledge that people don't travel quite as much or as far. In many cases, I know for a fact that the people that I was close to in my life have not been to Germany or perhaps to Europe at all. And in that sense, I do think it would be more fun for them and more valuable experience in general for them to come over here versus me going back to South Carolina. 
Does that sound terrible? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think there's some validity to it. But of course, there are then caveats to it. Like I think someone else pointed out in that conversation, they were like, yeah, but these people probably have 10 to 15 vacation days. How reasonable is it of us to ask them to give that up to come here if they're not choosing that, you know? So that's a valid thing. Like there's all these caveats. But I, I do think that I understand what you're saying, like in terms of in, an enriching experience and expanding one's worldview, going back and eating at a Waffle House in Colombia is not going to expand your worldview like you've done that. <laughs> but them coming right. here and running down the street to the bakery is a different experience in, in that sense. Yes. No, but that's true, too. I mean, there are limited time and also interests. You know, not everybody is really into travel. And if they are, maybe Europe and Germany aren't, aren't where they're most interested in. You know, it could be a different part of the world that they would like to explore. And that's completely valid. And I understand that as well. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's hard to say which way is better necessarily it's just different and it does have to do with interest i mean that's part of the reason that i don't really go back to the states often is i don't want to you know i'm not interested in it it's not about you know the people directly it's just that i've been there i've seen this if i have the resources to travel you know time and financially i want to go somewhere else but i think someone else in that same thread had brought up the point that airplanes work in both directions (laughs) and i really like so that also kind of helps to keep the guilt at bay a little bit I think yeah. if anybody were to say oh well you never come visit well you, you never come visit me either right back at you <laughs> I've definitely noticed the I mean the longer I've lived here I'm only here a year and a half but already I'm feeling like oh like I'm not as a, I, I'm so glad that I have a seven or eight month break between my two America trips like that is very mm-hmm wonderful to me. Part of the reasoning for that is because I'm in um, or like probation period at my new job where the first six months you're not supposed to take vacation so that you really can get settled into that job and like learn what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I was like kind of grateful for that for the most part. I was like, good, like I have to stay here. I don't think I've been six months in Germany ever, which is crazy. So I'm I'm sort of happy for the excuse. Um, And at the same time, I'm like, okay, I would really love it if I could pared down my visits like three per year was a lot like that was excessive and one of those it was three months apart like that's ridiculous and in the meantime I genuinely have gone home and been asked like well it doesn't seem like you're traveling Europe very much and I'm like no because I'm freaking here all the time like all of my vacation days and any money that I can spare has been spent on being here so don't get like feisty about the fact that I'm not like spending a weekend in every different city like I mean also I don't know if I want to do that but I'm understanding how people can say like the longer you're living abroad, the less you feel like you have to move or that you have to visit back home and the more freedom you have to then do your own travel, which is for many people part of the appeal of living abroad. For the most part, if you are open to becoming an expat and living somewhere else, then you probably do have, you know, at least a mild sense of adventure and an interest in travel. I think it's normal to kind of want to spend that time and money going to new places. I already have my my mindset on uh, 2020, like my my travel to the US is pretty much set for 2019. But after Mm -hmm. that, I'm like, okay, I think pretty much most of my friends who are going to be getting married will have done that by that point except for a few. So my goal for like after that year is to start like negotiating with my friends and family to be like, okay, so if you don't want to come to Germany, like that's fine. I also want to see the world. Let's meet up in Portugal for a week. And that's something that I can do, especially with German vacation day policies, which are super wonderful. I have like 30 days or something. You know, I can do that. And I think that would be a more productive plan going forward versus 
me constantly going over there or like only getting people here as long as it's conjoined onto like this bigger trip and that only works once or twice and then they feel like they've seen this part of the world and whether that's true or not like it's a whole different conversation but their desire is not to come back here and it's like well fine then what else can we do and I think that's my that's my next step that's my next goal (laughs) we'll see if I'm successful (laughs) I think that's a great solution I think everybody wins in that in that scenario to meet up somewhere else that's different to both of you and then you're really on neutral territory too so it's less of that okay well I visited you twice and you've only visited me once or you, you know it eliminates that factor which I also think is nice yeah and I will say as, as someone who falls more into the category of someone who does have like a big sense of like people back home and trying to figure that out thank goodness these have all been people who they do know me and they do understand that this is a part of me and they've been very understanding and forgiving and supportive about it all so thank goodness for that because I, I probably would have significantly fewer people in my life if they were more judgmental about that and, and you know I wonder if that's a part of it too I wonder if other people have experienced like they did have a strong sense of this community when they left and now they don't because those people for some reason they weren't able to connect and support each other any, anymore I don't know but I, I would imagine that's like sort of a third possibility that you and I are representing like options one and two and option three is like right. both <laughs> right friends rejecting the whole notion of, of a completely different path but um, like like you said the people who I, I have been close to have understood that I am this way, <laughs> you know, that I, that I want to travel and I want to be out in the world and I do want, an, you know, a less conventional path. And I, I've appreciated that a lot. So I, I didn't really, I wasn't met with any resistance really when I, when we started telling people that we were going to move to Germany, it was people really being excited for me because I, I think they knew that I, that that's what I hoped for. They, they were more happy for me than to, you know, like, how could you do this? you know, why would you give up this life? You know, everybody was understanding and supportive of that. And that did help. So I can certainly see it being a challenge for expats who did move. And then especially if this was from family, you know, saying, you know, how dare you leave family? How, how could you leave behind this? That must be just a whole other complication. Yeah. Anyone who's hearing this and being like, that's me. Call, tell me, <laughs> come on, I want to hear about it. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that too, I think it's Please just going to go, yeah, we want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it would be fun to hear that perspective, actually, because I, I was excited to do this show with you, but I also recognize that I don't really have anything super unique to say. <laughs> like, I just kind of moved and it's been fine and I'm comfortable with without seeing people all the time. And that seems to work on both sides. And so I know that that's not really this, like, super unique, interesting story. But uh, so if anyone listening <laughs> has a more interesting story, yeah, I would like to hear their episode of your show. Though I would say, I mean, that's exactly why I wanted to have you on is because I mean, my experience is totally different from yours. And and that idea of being less tied down in these ways is so fascinating mm-hmm. to me. And, and it is okay, we all have unique experiences. But also, like, do we? Right. Like, a lot of us have very similar stories, you know? And, That's true. And there's certain, <laughs> like, true. boxes that we can sort of categorize these into. And the one that you would be falling into in this sense is totally different from mine. And I think it's so interesting to hear how that's impacted you you know like this a big struggle of mine in my year one has been how to navigate that and like making mistakes with that and all that um and that's not something you necessarily had to go through and and so then you had different things that you had to address you know and I I, that's what I think is so amazing about this whole thing is that we we all have find our own way somehow and I find it helpful to hear from other people because you know I can learn something from you like in the fact Mm -hmm. that you've not had 
quite those same ties, like you were able to really assert your new life. And that's something that I've been struggling with is how to like assert myself in this world and say like, hey, no, I am here. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's how it is. And that's okay. You know, like, that's something I need to learn from people like you. So, so thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, I, I do think at the end of the day, you know, we, we all only have one life to live and we can all choose for the most part, we can choose how we spend it. And I, and I do think that we should live our life for ourselves, not in a selfish, isolating way, but in a way that the old, you know, cliche, follow your heart. I do think we should do that. You know, if you want to live somewhere else, I think you should go for it. If you want to take an unconventional job, I think you should. I, I think people really should be true to themselves and, and honor what they really want in life. And, and don't let relationships hold you back. You know, the friends will be supportive if they're really your friends. I, I do believe that. Yeah. Don't get too hung up on the, on the family and friends, you know, live your life anyone who's listening <laughs> honestly those are great words to, to wrap it all off on <laughs> do you want to tell us real fast where you can um where we can find you yes uh, i am still working on my consistency but i blog over at eat something go somewhere.com and i am on twitter and instagram as summer outside very cool and with that we yes. will around the corner and head to home with the ending segment which is zack 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 so I'm going to ask you three Yay. questions. You're going to answer them without thinking them, overthinking them. Just go with your gut. I am ready. Okay. What is one food that you would make a guest visiting you in Germany try? Uh, Schweizele. Ooh, and that is? Uh, that's the big Franconian uh, like pork shoulder. It's usually, it's, it's very impressive when it comes out. It's covered in this glorious crust of pork fat. And it's, it's just delicious. Usually yep. with a close mit sauce, sometimes some kraut. It's, it's great. It's very, very Franconian. <laughs> Good. Um, which would you choose? Halloween candy from America or Christmas candy and sweets from Germany? Oh, the Christmas sweets from Germany. They, they really go all out their cookies selection. Preach. Yes, please. Um, okay. <laughs> yes. And number three, what is one German phrase, word or saying that slips into your English? Oh, you know, it, it's random and kind of insignificant, but instead of traffic jam, I, I say stau. That's just, <laughs> that's what it is. We can be completely speaking English and I will say, oh, there's stau. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a good word, I think. Very good. Those are your XXX. Good work. Great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show and, and talking to us about all this confusing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks again to Summer for coming on the show. And as we mentioned in the episode, we are both really curious to hear how you guys felt and how it's been for you guys managing relationships with loved ones back home. So head on over to social media and let us know. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest at The Expat Cast, or you can email us at theexpatcast at gmail.com. And while you're at it, give Summer a follow. I've linked to both of our social medias in the show notes. Thank you, as always, to Gordon Eisenach, my partner in podcasting and in life, and in the last few weeks, my my co-tour guide of Freiburg, for all our visitors. Thank you to Amy Lange Art for the logo and to Sidehug for the theme music. You can find them on Instagram, too, at a hug from the side. Next week on the show, we're, we're taking a little vacation. <laughs> so our guest comes to us from Iceland and she talks to us about how she manages to afford the lifestyle in that very expensive island. 
<laughs> Until then, have a great week and happy Fastnacht to anyone who's celebrating. <laughs>